0: Welcome to Teachable Moments by Tea and Teaching.
1: Welcome to Tea and Teaching, the educational podcast you can listen to with a cup of tea. I'm Arthur Moore and with me, as always, is Mike Harwell. Hi, Mike. Hello, Arthur. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic, buddy, because we're trying something new today, aren't we, on the pod?
0: Yeah, this is our Tea and Teaching discusses series so we're going to take a teachable moment we're going to listen to it live we haven't heard this before Um, and then we're going to discuss it about how we might apply that teachable moment in our classrooms and in our lessons
1: yeah so hopefully you'll get a bit of our experience Mike's expertise uh and we'll see what we can make of this teachable moment but Mike are you ready to to open the, the box of teachable moments
0: yeah let's do it let's put ourselves on the spot and let's see what we got
1: let's go let's see
0: what we've got
2: hi my name is sarah cottinghat and i'm here to share my teaching tip which is to keep the curse of knowledge in mind you are likely to be far more expert in what you teach students than they are experts find it difficult to remember what it's like to be novice and as a result overestimate what novices can understand for example we might not break down how to read a map into enough steps because we assume that students can do it more easily than they can. This applies to mathematical procedures, writing paragraphs, complex terminology in explanations, etc. So, what do we do about it? As a general rule, when explaining something new, use concrete examples pupils are likely to understand and multiple examples so they can see the common structure. If you're modelling a process, break it down into each step. You can always try things out on colleagues who have less expertise than you to see if you've been comprehensive or succumbed accidentally to the curse of knowledge.
1: And there we go, Mike. There's our first teachable moment for us to discuss. And what, like Sarah Cotton, out, like one of our favorite guests of all time. So awesome, thank you, Sarah, for uh, giving that. And that was all about the curse of knowledge, Mike. The curse of knowledge.
0: Yeah, it's not something I've been accused of before. Um... <laughs> But I do remember many, many years ago as a trainee teacher, when I was at university, having lessons where we would practice teaching each other skills as if we were teaching in a classroom. And obviously a bunch of P, like trainee P teachers were going to be pretty able at sport, you'd hope. And, <laughs> and I remember, like I think it was a, a rounders or a cricket lesson. And the lecturer just said, you've got to play with your wrong hand. And suddenly, it took us all back to like, primary school level at something. And suddenly, as a teacher, then you had to really go back to I need to break this down into the absolute fundamental skills I'm going to teach you. And I just need to drip feed that information in bit by bit. Because you ask any of us to pick up with our dominant hand and throw, we're going to yang the ball. Ask us with our non-dominant. And suddenly, that whole technique is going to totally change. So it made us as teachers rethink that kind of curse of knowledge that we just assume everyone can do what we can do, and actually forced us to break it down into really manageable small chunks.
1: Firstly, Yang the ball.
0: Yeah, it's a technical term.
1: It's a te- Oh well, that lecturer in the middle of the uh, field. Yeah, I, f- I think the curse. I think this is one of the hardest things as a teacher, whilst being absolutely what we do so we're trying to teach but we are hopefully we're like we're experts in what we're doing I find this in maths all the time things I assume are routine I've done this throughout my teaching career I have to constantly be saying to myself just because you can do it doesn't mean your students can do that and that can be like from really complicated stuff in A level sessions to absolute basics when we're coming coming into year seven and I think in early on in your teaching career, Mike, if you think way back, like this is something you don't allow yourself time to think about. You're so focused on teaching the new content that you d- maybe don't think about like, what do they need to even access this content? And you just assume this is stuff you know. I think we've said before, like it's, it's incredibly hard, it's impossible to unlearn something. So like, I, I can't remember what it was like to not to be able to do quadratic equations. So I have to break it down into those steps in its absolute basic way. And I think, I think maths, we find this really tricky to kind of talk about, but it's also quite an easy thing to do in maths because you just keep going back in those steps. And I think P again, you probably have that, quite a nice thing you can do all the time. You, you ha- like, you'll have students who have never thrown a javelin before. We always talk about throwing a javelin, but like, that's something, even if I was doing it, you would have to explain to me in basic, basic terms.
0: See, i think that's one of the easier things to do because my straight assumption is that they they've never done this before in their life like in year 7 i think the harder thing for me is i, I had a lesson recently actually on the respiratory system and i started talking about a fixed law um how this is the law of uh, an area of high concentration will always move to an area of low concentration in order to get into a kind of a state of equilibrium and this is how how we breathe and I looked around at the class and they were just like blank faced most of yeah. them. Like, look, and I'd just gone too fast too soon. And I just, just, oh, fixed law is this and that. And start talk about partial pressures. And on the assumption that they would have done some of this in science. And they just hadn't done it in enough depth to access anything. So I had to go back right back to the start and talk about talk about. What is high concentration? What is low concentration? And kind of take it right back to that that basis, like you said, what do they need to know? And going back to what Sarah said, I should have tried that lesson out on someone who had no idea about that. I should have taken it to a maths teacher and said, this is what I'm gonna teach. Do you get it from what I'm talking about? Because they would have straight away said, there's too much information here, or you're going too fast, you're introducing too much knowledge at once can you break it down into smaller chunks?
1: Yeah, and I think this is when you have to look beyond your department. So often we try new ideas on people in our departments, but they're going to be people who've got the same expertise as you. I remember in my early years as a teacher, had a number of support staff in the room, some of who were math specialists, but some who weren't. And those support staff who I worked, they were great to sit down with beforehand, say like, oh, we're doing this today. Can I just explain it to you and see if I'm using terminology or kind of examples that you can kind of relate to. And I like what Sarah said there is start with something concrete that the student can like link to something they previously know. There's no point in me just putting out, oh, you don't know what this is. You don't know how to do it, but let me show you how I can do it and how clever I am. And then you'll learn how to do it. Like, that's not good teaching. Makes me feel good, but not good teaching.
0: Yeah. And um, I think this comes back to, something doug lamov has talked about in teach like a champion which is that prior knowledge check that first five to ten minutes of the lesson of actually just ask some really good questions and find out what students know already about the topic you're going to teach and then have that adaptability in your teaching to then understand where your starting point is and where you're then going to jump off into the the knowledge building
1: yeah and i think the final thing i would add here is that what sarah said i think we can relate this to like our year seven like that's me teaching kind of as low down as I go year seven it's it's very hard for me but this is also true for students I'm I'm working with who are going for grade a's, a's at A level like these are top students it's a completely across the board of you have to really think about where they are at in their learning journey at that moment and maybe just in that lesson and that's where what Sarah was saying repeated examples so they can see it in slightly different situations and this is something we do in maths mike like if i show an example i then my next example will be slightly different my next example will be slightly different rather than exactly the same i assume that's kind of similar to maybe how you do in certain aspects of p i can see like we don't you don't just do the same pass in football do you like yeah
0: i think it's the same in any subject isn't it you take that that knowledge or that ability and then you try and apply it to slightly different contexts to keep the brain agile, to keep them understanding that this is a transferable skill between different contexts, different situations, maybe different pieces of text, different questions. Um, I think that's that's where you get that really powerful kind of mastery skill from as well.
1: So I think this is a really nice one for people to go away and think about. And this is something you can bring into your teaching like almost immediately just asking yourself those questions and a, Sarah Day, a really good tip is to if you're not sure on something go and try it with someone who is outside your subject area like go and talk to someone you know what teachers are like we're always happy to give five minutes to other teachers to kind of help it's great when you've got those cultures in school where you're able to do that so that's something you could go and try try tomorrow if you want or try this week mike is just just what a moment yeah
0: i thought it was a fantastic sentence to wrap up on if i'm honest well, with you I think that let's wrap to up more. on that
1: then so let's thank sarah for her teachable moment. mike it's been lovely to discuss a teachable moment with you you too let's do it again sometime thank you for listening to this episode of tea and teaching
0: if you've enjoyed the content of this episode please feel free to share it with other educators
1: And if you're able to, please leave a review on the platform.
0: And as always, thank you for listening to Tea and Teaching.